return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Pastor Dave. I appreciate the opportunity to come and minister. Amen. It's been like a month since I've actually spoken, which is really, really cool. But yeah. um, one thing that I just wanted real quick to to go through before we start the message is the song. And I, I took the, the the lyrics to it, but just as, we, as I say it, it's the above all powers of all kings song. Yeah. As I say it, just think about you know, what our natural minds can comprehend as far as powers, kings, yeah. and everything. And just, just think of the awesomeness of God. Amen. So it says, above all powers, yep. above all kings, Amen. above all nature and all created things. So he is, he was, I mean, he's above everything, above all wisdom yep. and all the ways of man. You were here before the world began. So any wisdom that we think we have, God, you know, Jesus is higher. I mean, Amen. isn't it amazing? Amen. Yes. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known. Mm-hmm. Think of the seven wonders of the world. Yep. You know, the just the amazing things. You know, we were, I, I love documentaries on, on nature and, and planet Earth yeah. and different things. And some of the things is like, wow, that is amazing. Yeah. Just how some animals hunt and how intelligent some animals are, and yeah. it's like, wow, God created this. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. Above all wealth and treasures of the earth. Yeah. You know that in today's standards, King Solomon had over a trillion dollars? Yep. That's a lot of wealth. Yep. Trillion dollars. Above all wealth and treasures of the, of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're worth. Yeah. And then, you know, so we go through all these things that God is above. Every All these things, and you know, it's just an awe and reverence Amen. and something even more awesome and something even more to revere. It says, crucified, laid behind a stone. Mm-hmm. He lived to die. He knew what his calling was. Yeah. He knew what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And he lived so he could die for us, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything trampled on the ground? It doesn't look very good. Right. Yep. You took the fall and thought of me. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that a, yep. I mean, he took the he took the fall. He became sin for us. Amen. And while he was doing, he was thinking, yeah. you know, I'm doing this for Dave. I'm yeah. doing this for Shannon. Yeah. I'm doing this for Steve. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Did it for all of us. He thought of us. And what I love is that he thought of the whole world, but he thought of you individually. Amen. He, you know, yeah. the Lord God was thinking of you when He sent Jesus down to earth. Yeah. He was yeah. thinking of you individually. He was thinking of your 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 um, shortcomings, and he was thinking of your victories. He was thinking of everything yeah. Yeah. about you. But it says, "You took the fall and thought of me above all, Amen. above anything that was here, and above any powers, any kings, any wonders." He thought of us. Isn't that really yeah. amazing? Amen. 
And so when we worship the Lord, we think and we, and we, we can picture just, just what Jesus did for us. Amen. It makes it easier to worship and come into a time of worship and worship Amen. with our whole body and worship with our whole being. Yes. Amen. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, the, about that today. Uh, let us worship the Lord yes. is the name of the message. And let's just pray first. Father, we just thank you for what you did for us. We thank yes, you for dying on the cross, Jesus. To save us from eternity in hell to eternity in heaven. We're so glad that we made the choice to follow you, Jesus. We can't make it up, but Lord, we will serve you the rest of our life. We thank you for all you do for this service. We thank you that you are present here today, Father. And help us just, help us just to, just to become inhibited, Lord. To, to not even know what we're doing, Lord, but just, just to focus on you, to serve you, Lord. We thank you and give you all the glory, all the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Amen. 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 So I want to go to John 4:21, real quick. And it says, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, this hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. What we, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming... And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. And I, I really love that verse. And so I looked through and I was like, okay, what is, what is worship? And that word worship is the same Greek word in all of that 21-24. And it's the Greek word... Um, proskuneo, uh, literally or figuratively prostrate oneself in homage or do reference to adore, awe, respect. And so you think of laying prostrate, you know, just laying down. And Pastor Dave talked about it this morning about, you know, a lot of people think they're a real man or a real person, you know, like they're really tough and everything. But to really show the character that you have as a person Amen. That's when you, you lay prostrate, prostrate before the Lord. Amen. And you, and you act as, you know, you, you are as nothing to the Lord. You know, you, it's complete surrender. It's complete, Lord, I don't, I can't do nothing without you. And I love the illustration with the, with the plastic, with the, with the glove, not being able to do anything without the hand and without the Lord inside of us. But it means to prostrate oneself in homage, literally or figuratively. Amen. To worship Him in spirit means to worship Him alive through the new birth. Yeah. Amen. So we worship Him in, in spirit. One, we worship Him alive. Amen. We don't worship Him just kind of mundane, you know, or anything like that. But we're alive when we do it. We're fiery when we do it. Amen. Amen. We serve a living God. Amen. Yeah. We read a living word. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so we worship Him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. Amen. And truth means in sincerity in transparency, and with biblical integrity. So that's when it says, in spirit and in truth, it means to worship Him alive through the new birth, in sincerity, in transparency, and with biblical integrity. And we can come to church, and we can sing songs, and we can raise our hands, and we can pray in the Spirit, right? And that's all great. The Lord loves that. But if it's not out of the sincerity of our heart, if we're not sincere about it, amen, it doesn't do anything for us. Yeah. Amen. And the Lord isn't honored by it. 
if we just do it, if we go in through the motions, right? But worship is honoring the Lord with all that we are. And, yep. you know, being sincere about it. Yep. You know, not being afraid to, to uh, you know, show our true, our true self to the Lord. And in front of other people, amen. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, right. yep. amen. So when we worship, uh, and we're going to go through some different types of worship, but when we worship, it's always sincere, transparent, amen. I was talking about, you know, the Lord gave the word this morning about, about you know, a lot of people holding on to control of, of their actions and their lives, you know. And just sometimes we just need to let go. Amen. Let go. Let yourself be taken away by the flood that is the Lord. Amen. A good flood, right? Let yourself be taken away by what the Lord is trying to do in your life and what the Lord is trying to work in your life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So sometimes we just need to let go and say, Lord, I am yours. I'm transparent. You see see me anyways. I'm allowing you just to see right through me. I want you to see right through me, Lord. Look at all of my mistakes. Look at all of my shortcomings, Lord, and bless me anyways. Amen. Because that's what he does. He sees us for who we are. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Amen. Amen. And he still loves us. He still blesses us. Amen. He still receives honor when we give our whole self to him. Amen. You think of, you know, the Pharisees, you know, they wouldn't give a sinner the time of day. Right? Even if they came to their house and and laid prostrate in front of them or whatever, they still, no, unclean. Right. Well, I mean, we were unclean. Amen. We were sinners. Amen. But praise God for his glory. Amen. Amen. Because now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So whenever we praise the Lord, whenever we worship the Lord, amen, yes. and we do it, we're saying, Lord, just see right through me. Amen. Just, just take yeah. me as I am. Amen. You know, he says he's closer than the mention of his name. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so we just cry out to him and he's right there with yes. us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 29, 13 in the, in the NIV says, uh, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up only of the rules taught by men. And that's exactly what the Pharisees did. You know, it got to a point, and you know, even when, when, when Moses was giving the Ten Commandments and giving the law, it was still kind of going through the motions. There were some that, that were really on fire for the Lord and wanted to do the right thing for the Lord. Yeah. But a majority of the Israelites didn't feel that way. Yep. The majority says, okay, here's a set of rules. If I follow these rules, I'm good, yeah. right? And there was no sacrifice. I mean, there was no um, internal sacrifice from them, amen? There was no nothing. Yeah. So we have the Pharisees who just went through the motions, who went and fasted, and it says in the Bible, don't make your countenance poor like the Pharisees right. do when they fast, right. amen? Because they wanted people to know, oh, this person is really holy because he's yeah. fasted for yeah. three days or he's fasted for a certain amount of time, uh-huh. Amen. And it says, you know, that, that the Pharisees, that their hearts were far from the Lord, right? Yeah. Also, they only worship based on what they were taught. They didn't worship, they didn't see, I don't believe they saw God as the true king. I don't see they, think they saw him above all these things in their yeah. life, amen? Or else when Jesus came to the earth, they would have accepted Jesus Christ, yeah. amen? And so... They only worship based on what they were taught, but they didn't truly know what they, why they did it. I mean, it's kind of like you go through the motions, you, you do something, and you're not quite sure why you do it. I know sometimes when we pray for food, like for a meal or pray at the end of the day, it's easy just to, ha- you know, you have kind of a, some, you know, some of us have like a, a, a routine prayer that we default to, 
if we're tired or if we're just trying to get, you know, really hungry, we're trying to eat. Yep. Amen. But really true worship, when we, even when we pray, when we pray to the Lord, we're worshiping the Lord. It, it yep. brings honor to the Lord. Yep. Amen. So even when we pray, Lord, bless this food in my body. What I've tried to do now, because I used to be that way, I used to, Lord, thank you for the food, bless in my body, in Jesus' name, amen. That was kind of my short prayer. I was covered, right? But when we really say, Lord, bless this food to my body, and we stop and think, okay, what does it mean to bless this food to my body? Well, it means that when I take it in, my whole body's blessed by eating this food. Or may it be nourishment to, our, to me, to my body. And what does that mean? Well, it means that this food that I'm receiving in the name of the Lord is strengthening me. Yes. Amen. It's giving me strength. Yep. Amen. Yep. And so when we, when we take the prayers that we pray to heart, amen, it brings a whole new meaning. Yep. We're not just doing it because of the rules that we're taught, right. but we're, we're, we're thinking about, okay, and, you know, it's not going to always happen in real time, but, you know, you're thinking about, okay, you know, this is what I mean when I say I'm, I'm blessing the food yep. of my body. This is what I mean when I, when I say I want it to be nourishment to my body. Amen. Yeah. And when we thank him in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name holds a lot of power. Yeah, it Amen. It holds all the power. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so when we, when, we, when we pray in Jesus' name, it's a powerful, and then amen means so be it. Yeah. Amen. So a whole prayer, we're blessing our bodies with the food that we're taking. Yeah. We're praying with power and authority in Jesus' name. Yeah. And then we're saying, you know, so be it. You know, yeah. that's basically like, yep, all of his promises says are yes and amen. Amen. Yeah. So yes and so be it. And so it's important to know why we individually worship God. Yeah. You know, in our worship time, what, why do we worship the Lord? Yeah. Amen. There, you know, I really think there's, there's two types of employees at a, at a job. An employee that just told, is, uh, does what he's told to do. Yeah. You know, and, and I was always kind of like that. I didn't ask a lot of why questions. It was like, Randon, you need to do this. As long as it was on the up and up, I would do it. Yeah. You know, I didn't really ask many questions. And then there's the employee that asks, asks the why questions. Well, why do we do it this way? You know, why why shouldn't we do it this way? Yeah. You know, and and both employees may be great employees. They yeah. might both do a really good job, but the employee asking the why question is going to understand his job better than the one who doesn't. Yeah. You know, and and as a supervisor, I remember there there is somebody that asked a ton of why questions, and it's sometimes it's like because we just do. You know, you just want to say because we just do, just do yeah. it. You know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the Lord is so patient with us. Yeah. And he loves when we ask why questions. Yeah. You know, he's so patient that we can say, well, Lord, why do we do it this way? You know, what, what is the meaning of this? What is the purpose of this? Right. Amen. And he will tell you, amen, what the purpose of this is. Amen. Yeah. It's the same thing with God. We should know why we do what we do. And why do we worship with our full self? You know, why do we pray in Jesus' name or... Or why do we bless the food of our bodies? Or why do we, why do we ba- uh, dedicate children to the Lord? Yeah. Right? And you can find all those answers in the Word of God. Amen? But those are just a couple examples. There's, there's other things that it's like, well, Lord, why do we do this? Or why do we do that? Or why do we fast? Or why do we, um, you know, why do we gather together as a group of believers? Right? Yeah. Amen. We worship the Lord because He saved us from eternal hell by sending His Son, Jesus, so we could spend eternity in heaven. Amen. And so that is the big, that is the big overarching reason we worship the Lord. Amen. Because if, if that doesn't happen, we don't go to heaven. Right? Yeah. So we, we're thankful we worship Him for, for that. But there's also things in our individual lives that we worship Him for. Amen. Yeah. And so, you know, 
there might be a need that was met. You know, we worship him for that. Or there might be a bill that was paid. We worship him for that. Amen. Or we might have kids or a spouse or, you know, grandchildren. You know, we worship the Lord for that. You know, we, we praise God for that. Amen. And really what worship does is it just brings honor to the Lord. When we worship the Lord, it brings honor to Him. It, it, it fills, you know, it's like, it's like a, when we pray, it's like a sweet-smelling aroma to Him. He loves it. He loves it. He loves spending time with us. Amen. Amen. Romans 12.1 says, Here that we present, He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. So, by the mercies, of, first of all, it doesn't happen without the mercies of God. Amen? By the mercy of God that we present our bodies. And what does present our bodies mean? Well, it means that God's right here and, and we just, you know, unashamed present our bodies to Him. Yep. Amen? Unashamed and unhidden. We're transparent with God. I mean, that's the best place you can be is transparent with God. Amen. It also says we're a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the Israelites offered burnt offerings, right? And and fire would consume the burnt offering. Amen. Well, now in the New Testament, we are the living sacrifice. Amen. We are the offering. We are an offering to God. We offer ourselves to God. But instead of being consumed by the fire, amen, we are lifted higher by the fire. Right? And so we don't get consumed, but we, the fire rises up on the inside of us. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Amen. That, that something as powerful as the Holy Spirit. The fire of the Holy Spirit can be contained in us, amen, to do the work of the Lord, to, to be in positions that we never thought we'd be in, yeah. amen? Yeah. And I think of Daniel, too. You know, he was a worshiper. Daniel 6.10, yeah. it says, When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Mm-hmm. That was his custom since early days. You know, and, and when it says since early days, I believe that was before he got captured. You know, that was, that was a lifestyle already before he was, you know, even 13, 14, 15 when he got captured. You know, he was already living a lifestyle of worship to the Lord. He was already, he was already firm in, okay, this is what I'm going to do no matter what happens to me. Amen. On his three times a day, and I love that he had his windows open. Yeah. Amen. Now there's, you know... There's persecution happening all over the place, and, and people have to be in hiding because, or they're going to be killed. It's just, you know, a fact, you know, in different things. And here, you know, Daniel had his windows open, yeah. which is just amazing. You know, I, you know, I'd probably still pray to the Lord, but maybe I'd close my windows. Yeah. Right? But you know what? Daniel, he knew that because of his worship, because he, because he, was, he was unashamed of the, of the Lord, yeah. that no matter what happened, the Lord was going to deliver him from the circumstance he was going yeah. to face. He didn't know exactly what was going to happen, yeah. right? He didn't know how the Lord was going to shut the mouths yeah. of the lions. Yeah. Amen. But I, I, I like to think that he, he just knew, I mean, the Lord just, just had a peace on him. Yeah. It doesn't say that, that God at that moment spoke to him audibly or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Amen. But I just, I just feel like a peace probably just came over him. Like, yeah. you know, the Lord kind of telling him, Daniel, open up your windows. Yeah. Open up your windows. Amen. Let everybody hear it. Yeah. Amen. And I doubt he, he whispered his prayer either. I bet he, right. I bet he proclaimed it. Uh-huh. I mean, so he was unashamed to worship the Lord and literally sacrificed his life to worship the Lord. He knew what he was doing. He knew by doing this 
that, that they were going to find out that he was worshiping anybody but the king, right? Or before Adam and Eve ever sinned, Genesis says that they were naked and unashamed. I mean, they, they were naked, they weren't ashamed of who they were. Amen? And it says they were, un, or, and they were unhidden from the Lord. They didn't even know what shame was right. at that time. Because it says later on that after they sinned, God said, well, who told you you were naked? Who told you you were unhidden? Yep. Or who told you you were uncovered? Right? So he didn't even, they didn't even know what nakedness was. They just thought, hey, I'm in complete and perfect harmony with the Lord. Right. I am worshiping the Lord with everything that I have. Amen? Yep. Amen. And they didn't, you know, they didn't, so they didn't even think to hide. Right? You know, when they, when they ate of the tree and they realized their sin, they realized their shame, yeah. amen, then they thought, well, we better hide because this isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, if they, you know, and the thing about Adam and Eve is they didn't confess their sins before God. Yeah. You know, I always, you know, you never know what, what would happen, but, but just think if instead of Adam saying, well, it's this woman you gave me, and then Eve saying, well, it's the serpent's fault, right. you know, just think if Adam would have said, Lord, I messed up. Yeah. I sinned. You never know. I mean, I think there still needed to be, I think Jesus probably still needed to come because sin still entered the world through that. Yeah. But do you think maybe uh, the, the curses that the Lord put on mankind might have been different? Well, who knows? But the point is, is that in the New Testament, when we sin, yeah. we can go to the Lord, confess our sin. Yep. I mean, it says, and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin yeah. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You, Amen. When we sin and don't confess, you know, it hinders our prayer life. Yep. It hinders our study of the word. Mm-hmm. It hinders our worship. Yeah. Amen. It hinders our relationship with the Lord. Yep. Amen. There's a little bit of a separation. Yep. Just like it did with Adam and Eve. It's hard to concentrate on godly things when we have the devil in our ear right here. <laughs> Amen. Yep. Saying how bad of a person we are. How much we messed up. Yep. But when we confess, what it does is, it, again, it just wipes, kind of wipes the slate clean. Amen. When we truly and sincerely confess, yep. amen, it does. It just, all that, maybe that guilt that the devil is trying to put on you, all that shame, yep. you know, the conviction from the Holy Spirit, yep. you know, which, what causes us to confess. When we confess, it just, you know, the guilt and the shame, it's like it, wa- it washes away. Yep. Amen. Yep. And so we can be, continue back into good fellowship with the Lord, yes. into reading the Word at a, at a level maybe that you you're used to reading, reading the word or in prayer or in fasting. Amen? Yep. Yep. Amen. Revelations 4, 8 through 11 says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sit on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so, you know, when we talk about, you know, confessing, confessing our sins, you know, and sometimes maybe it's not something that we that even thought we've done evil or done, done wrong, but I'll tell you what, these crowns that they talk about, it says that they cast their crowns before the throne. <clears throat> Pastor David and I were talking about this the other day. Those crowns, you know, in this life can be our accomplishments. Yep. It could be um, maybe uh, our spouse. 
Amen. Some people put their spouse above the Lord. Amen. It could be um, maybe we have a good, a really good athletic ability or sports. It could be our academics. Maybe we're really smart. Those can all be crowns that we that we pile up on ourselves. Amen. We say, well, look at me. I'm really I'm really good at this, and look at me. I'm really good at this. You know, and this crown has this jewel, right? And so, and a crown is anything that tries to exalt itself above God. And there's a lot of things that try to exalt themselves above God. Amen. It says that he's above every name. You know, you think of every. It doesn't say he's above the name or a couple names. You know, there's not just a couple things trying to get your attention yeah. or trying to share time with God. There's a whole bunch of things that are trying to, to cut into your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Amen. The Bible says that whenever the living creatures gave glory to God, the others would cast their crowns. You know, it's hard to fully bow your head to the Lord if you have a bunch of crowns on your head. They're going to fall off anyways, yeah. right? And I just think, you know, if you have a bunch of hats on, you know, um, you know, and you and you bow down, it's just going to fall off, right? That's right? So it's hard. Again, when we have all these crowns, we have all these things that we're like, I'm really good at this. You know, this is I'm going to put this above God. You know, yeah. and it's good to be good at things, but I'm going to put this above God. I'm going to put this above God. Then pretty soon, you're not worried about the Lord. You're worried about the crowns not falling off your head as you bow down. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we that we we can we can lay our crowns at the Lord's feet, Amen. So we can yes. we can really have that fellowship. We can really have that connection without any distractions, without anything yep. keeping us from that fellowship with Him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, and it's it's important to know that there's different ways to worship God. There's different ways. There's um, you know we talk about. I've, said, I've had this sermon before, but Carmen has a song, Seven Ways to Praise, and there's seven ways to praise the Old Testament. And just real quick, I'll go through them, but there's toda, which means to worship by the extension of our hands in adoration or agreeing with what's already been done or will be done. And so that's toda. You know, we, we thank God for the answer before we get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yada, extending our hands in absolute surrender as a young child does to a parent. It's like, pick me up. I'm all yours, God. Yeah. Pick me up. Yeah. Amen. Ryan always says, when I'm, he wants me to hold him, he'll say, can I hold you? Can I hold you? Instead of, yeah. can you hold me? Yeah. You know, but, but it's like, Lord, just hold me. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. I, would just, I just surrender my whole self to you. Yeah. Barak means to kneel or bow, to consciously acknowledge us giving place to God. Shabbat, to shout or to proclaim with a loud voice. It's not just being loud, but putting our whole being into worship. An attitude of being totally uninhibited. Uninhibited. Yeah. Amen. So, so just putting our whole self out there to the Lord. Yep. Zamar to make music with instruments. Halal to make a show or boast to celebrate. And this, yeah. this is where you get dancing. To act like a madman. Yeah. That's what that means. Halal. To act like a madman. This is how, you know, kind of what you know David did after the yeah. major victories against the Philistines. He just, yeah. he said, I'll even be un- more undignified than this. Yeah. You know, just watch out. You know, free. You know, I, I can go higher, he's saying. I can go higher in worship. <clears throat> and then to heal is the last one, to sing a spontaneous new song out of our spirit. Yeah. Amen. So those are the kind of the way, you know, the... Yeah, these would be, yeah, Hebrew, Old Testament words, yep. So, to sing a spontaneous new song in our spirit. So, those are kind of the, the seven ways, I'm sure maybe some of you have heard most or all of those. But we also praise the Lord. We also worship the Lord in different ways. Yeah. It's not just those things. Amen. Because 
because the the definition of worshiping in truth, or the definition of worship was to literally or figuratively prostrate ourselves in honor or in awe. So we worship the Lord in our actions. Amen. James 1.22. Thank you. James 1.22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Amen. So and with our actions, when we, when, we, when we worship the Lord in our actions, it means that, that we're not just hearing what the Lord's trying to tell us. Amen. We're actually going out and we're doing it. We're making a, a commitment to it. Amen. So if we, hear, if we hear the word and we don't do it, it's easy to forget, okay, what was that I heard this morning? Yeah. What did Pastor Dave say about, uh, about this morning, amen, about the Spirit of God in us, amen, yeah. about the Lord you know, lifting us up, stretching us, amen. But if we take that and we put it into practice throughout the day or throughout the week, uh-huh. then next week it's like, oh yeah, Pastor Dave had that great message about stretching us, about the yeah. Holy Spirit stretching us, Amen. Hallelujah. We can worship the Lord in giving. Yep. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. <clears throat> it says, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity or obligation, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. So we also, when we worship the Lord in our giving, it's not when we, worship, when we give and we're like, well, I, I don't really want to give this, but I guess I have to. Yeah. Or, you know, we do, you know, something that the Lord has a purpose in our heart. Well, I know the Lord wants me to give, give this amount, but I'm only going to give this amount because it'll be fine, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not the kind of giving the Lord wants from us in worship. When we yeah. worship the Lord with our giving, we give with a cheerful heart. You know, I used to have to say, you know, because, you know, sometimes the Lord would stretch me on, on that, and, and he still does. But I'd have to just, in my mind, say to myself, I am giving this cheerfully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this cheerfully. Yeah. Amen. And when you do that, when you start speaking to your thoughts, and when you start speaking positive things, those things are going to bubble up in your life. Amen. And then it's going to be easier and easier to do the things of worship to the Lord. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Making time, going to the Lord in prayer. You know, all these things, you know, you just think about, okay, what can I do where God would just be like, oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, making time, going to the Lord in prayer. When we ask Him questions, or when we come to him with needs, amen, he, he loves that. He loves when we honor him with that. Yep. Making time to get in the word. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. <clears throat> and just making time for Jesus. Yep. Just, right. just uh, spending a little bit of time, whether it's praying or meditating on what you've heard or reading the word or praying in tongues, just spending a little bit of time with Jesus. Is acknowledge, acknowledging, Lord, I am yours for this amount of time. Yeah. You know, because I know we have all busy days and different things, but if we can just say, Lord, this, you know, I, I'm completely yeah. yours. Yeah. I'm transparent. Do work in me right now, yeah. Lord. And sometimes it, maybe that's driving to work. That could be driving to work. You know, I mean, we have our, we have our time with the Lord in prayer and, and, and the Word and stuff, but the Lord loves those special times, those yeah. times where maybe it's spontaneous. You know, where we're not really planning on it, and it's like, wait, I have a little bit of time. I'm going to do this for the Lord. I'm going yeah. to, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, thank you, Lord. <clears throat> fasting. We can worship Him with our fasting. Yes. Amen. Jesus didn't say if you fast, but when you fast. Yep. Amen. It's part of worshiping and honoring the Lord yes. with our bodies. 
Amen. Knowing that 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 physical bread, you know, isn't what you know sustains us, but it's the Holy Spirit that sustains us. He gives us those things. He gives us things to eat for nourishment. Yes. Being kind to others. That's a part of worship. That's that's another phase of worshiping the Lord. When we're kind to others, when yeah. when we love our enemies, you know, He loves that. He brings honor to Him. It yeah. brings honor to His name because it says we're ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anything we do, it's going to reflect, if we're a Christian and people know that we're Christians, yeah. it's going to reflect on him, amen? Yeah. So anything we do, it bring, whatever brings honor to him, amen? Yeah. amen. <clears throat> amen. couple more here. Using our spiritual and natural gifts. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, or 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. <clears throat> says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. <clears throat> but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. I loved sports growing up. You know, and, and one of the things that I did, uh, I had an I had a, a athlete's prayer in my room. In my room. So anytime <clears throat> before I went to a game, before I went to a cross-country meet, I would pray that prayer. Uh-huh. And that, that was me saying, okay, Lord... No matter what happens tonight, you're going to get the glory for this. You know, it's yeah. not going to be me. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, you do, you, you get into a mindset of, you know, if you play bad or you do this or that, you know, it's harder when you're, you know, in high school because you're, you know, I've been told our brains aren't fully developed when we're in high school, you know, and different things. But, but when, we, when we say that over and over and we say, Lord, it's, it's for your glory, it's for your honor, it's for your praise, and we start to get it down in our heart. Amen. Yeah. So then it doesn't matter how well we played or how, you know, different things like that. It kind of softens the blow to say, well, Lord, I give it my all for you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> Volunteering at the local church. First yeah. Corinthians 12, 12. Yeah. Talks about how we, uh, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. Amen. So it means the body of church, you know, all these these different groups and organizations that love Jesus are all part of the same body of Christ. But locally, each member of a local church is also a member individually. Amen. And, and it takes all of us to, yep. to, um, to create a working body. Right. Yep. Amen. So it takes a lot of volunteers. It takes a lot of things like that. Yep. So we can, we can worship the Lord by volunteering. Yes. Amen. And so still, we can do all these things, but if it's not sincere, if it's not transparent, and it's not with biblical integrity, it's not pleasing to the Lord. Amen. So we talked about um, a couple times when I preached, uh, a couple times ago when I preached, that the Old Testament was all about the outside, the exterior, what we did on the outside, the sacrificing, and and, excuse me, and what was shown on the outside. The New Testament's all about what's on the inside. Amen. If we don't do it with a sincere heart, if we don't do it with transparency, with biblical integrity, which are things that, you know, we only know the motives of, of our heart. God and us only know the motives of our heart, amen? So if we don't do it with those, then, you know, it really amounts to nothing. It doesn't honor God. Yeah. It might help out the church, or it might help out, you know, when you're nice to somebody, it might help, help them out. But really, what we do everything to honor God, to honor God and to get people into heaven, amen? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> We're kind of running out of time. Lowell, could you play uh, disc three? And I just want to... That's one thing I wanted to do. I've never done this before. But 
Um, I want to read some verses from the Bible of people worshiping the Lord. And I want you to listen to the descriptive words and the whys behind them. You know, and, and Psalms has a ton and ton of verses that you just hear it and you're like, wow, that's the kind of, that's, that's the God we serve. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so Psalm 59, 16 through 17 says, but I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my defense, my God of mercy. He is our defense. Amen. He he keeps us away. When the devil comes and he's on the offensive, he is our defense. Amen. He shields us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 29 says, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Holiness, being holy before the Lord is beautiful. It's so beautiful. We can just say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. I just, I just want to praise you. Yep. <laughs> That's the most sincere kind of praise. Amen. Yep. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. I think we just heard some thunder today, just now. But the God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. It says it again there. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Amen. Amen. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of the fire. Just think of a powerful voice, the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. Hallelujah. I think there's, yeah. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says, Glory. Glory. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. He is king forever. Amen. The Lord will give strength to his people, and the Lord will bless his people with peace. Amen. So he gives us strength. Amen. He also gives us peace. Usually you need strength in time of war. But no, he only gives us strength, but he also gives us peace. Amen. Isaiah 40, 28-29 Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Thank you. <laughs> so whatever we're going through, you know, any problem that we're going any circumstance, yep. he understands it yep. more than we even do. Yep. He gives power to the weak, yes. and to those who have no might, he increases strength. And I think yes. again about, about the glove. You know, just by itself, there was no power, there was no might, yep. there was no strength in the glove. It couldn't even pick up a pencil. Right. Couldn't pick up anything. Right. right? But as soon as the Lord enters into us, as soon as the Lord, yes. we're, we're moved by the Spirit, Amen. Then that power becomes tangible in our lives. Yep. Psalm 95, 1-7 says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. 
Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and is great and the great king above all gods. And our you know, gods can be anything, can be um, can be, you know, again like sports, can be television, can be anything that in our lives that we try to yep. put above God. Yep. And I think about when the Israelites when they worship the golden calf. Yeah. You know, and, and how and we see how much meaning this term worship means. Yep. So you got to imagine when they worshiped the golden calf, it wasn't like they were just, you know, they were just going through the motions. It, you know, there was worship. It was actual worship yeah. to a false god. Yeah. And we think of a golden calf as this as this terrible thing, but I'll tell you what, there's some things nowadays that people worship that they don't know that they're worshiping that are terrible things, yeah. right? right? In his hands are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. So he has, you know, everything in his hands. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, amen. I must have been, I must have stopped it at hand. But we are the sheep of his hand. Amen. Just think a a sheep tender, just, you know, how much they care for their sheep. You know, back, you know, when they were doing the analogy back then, you know, and and David, you know, he wrestled a bear and a lion. He he struck down a bear and a lion for his sheep. Amen. And then for this last verse, I want to do it a little differently. It's Psalm 136. I know it's a little liturgical. But I'm going to say the first part, and I want you guys to say, for his mercy endures forever. Yeah. Um, 136, we're going to go 1 through 9, and then 23 through 26. You know, it's kind of liturgical, but saying it with the right heart yeah. is what really matters. Amen. You know, you know, when we go through the motions and just say it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, to God, it doesn't honor God. But when we actually think about what we're saying, yeah. it means a lot to God. Yes. Amen. It recognizes, you know, is recognizing sincerely the goodness of the Lord. And mercy here is also translated as loving kindness, unfailing love, or a steadfast covenant love. Ooh, that word covenant is so good. Yeah. A steadfast covenant is similar, similar to the New Testament word grace. Yes. So it's kind of a similar type, uh, type word. So as we say this, think of God's grace yes. on your life. All right. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endures O oh, give thanks to the God of gods. For his mercy endures forever. O oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his mercy endures forever. To him alone does great, great wonders. For his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens. For his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters. For his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights. For his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day. Mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night. For his mercy endures forever. Who remembered us in our lowly state. For his mercy endures forever. And rescued us from our enemies. For his mercy endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh. 
Lord's mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. For his mercy endures Hallelujah. forever. Amen. 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 Don't we serve a good God? Amen. And we can do that, you know, every day in our, just in our, in our lives, we can worship him with our actions. Amen. We can worship him by saying this and by meaning it. Yep. Amen. What we say is what, you know, we mean, what, yep. we need to mean what we say. Yep. Amen. So when we say things to the Lord and we mean it, yes. amen, that's, that's, you know, that's more worthy, you know, that's, that brings more honor to God yep. than three hours of praying, yep. not really caring what we're praying for. Yeah. Yep. Amen. That brings more honor to God than a whole worship service of us not, you know, just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Amen. Just saying to him, and honestly and sincerely saying, Lord, your mercy endures forever. Or thank you for your grace. Amen. And you, when you really internalize it, and you really know what you're saying, it brings so much honor. It's, it's so much worship to the Lord. Yes. Amen. Yes, I want you guys to stand with me right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For your mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to close your eyes, and I just want you to think of all the things that God has given you that have been a blessing to you. Thank you. Just think for a little bit just about all the things that God has blessed you with. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to think about when, we, when you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, amen, when you worship Him, think about when you thank Him for these things, being sincere, being transparent. You know, for me, that's saying, Lord, I could not have done that without Your help, without Your mercy, without Your grace. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. And Father, as we go tonight, as we go and we go into the world, go into our jobs, Father, that we can, we can take this with us, Lord, and we can say in everything we do that I want to worship you mm-hmm. in spirit and in truth, alive with you with our salvation, Thank you, Lord, with biblical integrity, with sincerity, and with transparency, Lord. You, Help us to be completely transparent to you. you Help us to be a witness and a light to other people, Lord, you, to be a doer of the word, that you have called us to do, to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ to all the nations, to everybody that we, that we come in contact with, Father. That everybody here, Lord, we just declare a blessing on anything their hand touches, Lord, yes. is blessed. Any business they're a part of, Lord, is blessed. Any, uh, any, any people they interact with, Lord, students or um, elderly or adults or anybody, Lord, that, that, that when their hands touch, Lord, that person is blessed. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, we yes. thank you. For that we that we can wor- that we have the privilege, Lord, to worship you, yes. Lord, and that it actually brings honor to you. Yes. We thank you so much for that. We praise you. Thank you for a great yes. week, Lord. Yes. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. 
If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.